I love y'all. Thank you. Love That's you back. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. That was so weird. Okay, sorry. <laughs> that was incredibly weird. I apologize. All right. That's going to get used later. It's sound like, okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> All the kids. What up, y'all? This is Brittany. I'm Mandy. And I'm Jamal. And we're the host of Living Millennial. Living Millennial. Living Millennial. A, a podcast where you'll be hearing three different, different perspectives and emerging stories from three different millennials on everyday life and trending topics. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Living Millennial. This is Brittany. It's Mandisa. And this is Jamal. And we are excited. I'm just going to go right into it and introduce this wonderful guest that we have today, a friend of mine and uh, energy worker, Anhalana. How are you? I'm well. I'm, my name is Anhalana. They, them. I am Boricua, very proud of my indigenous and Arawak roots. Um, the Arawaks were the first peoples to find stupid ass Columbus. Um, <laughs> just if you were wondering, <laughs> my family is from uh, Borinquen. So um, I uh, do energy work. I also do herbalism and um, I work with crystals and I also do trigger point therapy along with gua sha and fire cupping. Let uh, us know what led you to you your work and your right calling. Like, yeah, you okay. So, so as a child, <laughs> I always felt I wasn't from here. Um, I used to tell people, um, you humans are weird. <laughs> and um, people would be like, what, are you, what, then what are you if you're not human? I'm like, well, I just know I'm not human. And I used to always, uh, my sister and I, when we saw Stargaze, I would always tell her, I'm like, do you remember when we used to live there? And I would tell her like the stars and stuff like that. And I was always very a storyteller since I was a little girl, um, a little child. Um, and um, so, yeah, when I, my family, my mom, she would always like have herbal, like herbal books underneath her bed. Like she was always very closeted about her herbal stuff and and um and then my abuelas um also like they so they they practice um uh, catholicism but really folk catholicism and i didn't start really learning about my family's lineage until like maybe in 2008 so i was about 25 26 at the time and it all started from being stationed on this island called diego garcia and I was in, I've been, I was in the military, I was a hospital corpsman, and I, I was on this island, and I felt it, and I think being just from island blood, you can feel like shit went down, you know, and they lied to us, and they told us on this island that nothing happened, they literally told us no one lived here, um, which is lies, and thank God for, um, for Google, like, you know, because I felt it, I kept on saying to people, I'm like, no, I know people lived here, you know, and sure enough, a year later, I started Googling about Diego Garcia, and I found a documentary about the original people on that island, and that started my journey of looking up my ancestral roots, and I was like, wait, what? We have African ancestors. Wait, what? We're we're indigenous. Like nothing, none of this stuff I knew. And then I started making sense of things I was drawn to. My Theo Theo Ruben, he is a um, a gay um, like folk 
Catholicism practitioner as well. And he's the reason I really started getting into this stuff. He was the one that, you know, taught me astrology and, and everything. I was so lucky to have him in my life. And so I started having the little altars and seeing dope ass readers in the Bronx or in Brooklyn. I think both <laughs> he would take me and I, and I did a limpiosa bath before I went to Afghanistan. And, you know, they, they, they had me put the Shango beads on and, and that's where my journey started. And then when I got out of the military, I was dealing with my complex PTSD from sexual trauma and from other multiple things. And I went, I became suicidal and I tried to commit suicide and my dog came in and stopped that from happening. And, and my dog hated water and he hated the bathroom. He never went in. So for him to barge in the bathroom and lose his shit and knock over like the pill bottles and the, the wine bottle and everything, I was like, oh shit, you know, like something's happening. And then that started me like, dude, I need to figure something out. And so I just started Googling stuff and and that just started my journey looking into crystals to help me and like, uh, and helping me with herbal. Like my dogs taught me how to work with herbal, like herbalism. I had like my dogs, like when they got sick, I would get these like smells and um, my guides would tell me to Google like certain things. And, and that's how my journey started. And that was in 2010, 2011. And so, yeah, so that 2010, yeah, one of them around there. <laughs> the journey started in 2008, but then it like started more and more in 2010 and 2011. And, and so that's how my my journey. And then the more I did the stuff, the more my family would be like, hey, your abuelas used to do this. And then the best one was, hey, your great great grandmother. Actually, people would travel around the island from the islands and come visit her. And she had this little coven of witches, I guess, <laughs> that would people would come with gifts and donations and wait for her. My abuela, she would she would leave my abuela at the end of the of, in the forest. She would leave her and she's like, I'll be right back. Just stay here. And she'll go in with these women and do the healing work on these women and these people, people, period. And then the most insane thing is my father, RP, he just passed away recently. Um, he called me up. He's like, I was doing some research and I guess your grandmother had twins and twins and and um, African and indigenous um, uh, beliefs. Twins are powerful. So if a person has twins, that means they're like really powerful people. And um, I always wanted twins as a kid. I never wanted kids, but I'm like, if I'm going to have kids, they have to be twins. And he said, guess what their names were? And Basalisa is my mom, my abuela's mom. And I said, what's her name? And he's like, Angela. And so the other twin who we have no idea. So I was like, wait, what is, wait, what is, wait a second. So I have a twin, like my great grandmother had a twin, um, and her name is my name, Angela, like, and it was so <laughs> insane. And my dad was like, yeah, it tripped all of us out. And, and then we're like, where's this, where's this person though? <laughs> like, what's the story of, I, so, you know, that's the only really like story that I have, but that affirmed a lot of the stuff that I do. So a lot of the stuff that I do, they would like, oh, this is what your great, great, great grandmother. Yeah. My grandmother, great grandmother, and great great grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> so Efima, great grandmother Efima. So she, so my bisabuela. So, um, so yeah. So that's yeah. And I, I would get a lot of my stuff from from dreams through visions, and and I would see things as a child. I had like I think my gifts are even more stronger as a child than they are now. 
Um, and uh, my, 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 all my siblings, all, my, all of us have gifts, you know, all of us, you know, have, and I'm, but, and we all practice in some sort of way. So, mm-hmm. and we all started, you know, we went, we were Christians and now we're little witches. <laughs> <laughs> She's so cute. <laughs> so that's the, that's the little small story. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. And I love that it's, it's, it is um, a family thing, you know, yeah. something that you all share amongst yourselves. Um, I love that. Definitely. Yeah, it's been really cool. I've been lucky because my dad was in the military and I think it forced us to be really close knit and we grew together as a family. So mm-hmm. So like, it was always like, oh, I found this out. And then our family would take a while and they're like, oh, okay. And then they'll catch up. And so it would always be like this. And all of us as a family would just, you know, I loved it. I, I'm very blessed. I'm, I'm extremely blessed. Um, my ancestors really hooked me up with my parents, you know, <laughs> and my, <laughs> my siblings, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I'm lucky. And yeah, they're a little witchy. And my mom is pretty powerful, too. Like my mom would do things that, you know, was just natural to her, you know, mm. and she was just like, like I was telling my partner yesterday, it was so when I was a little child, we would be freezing in Japan and the old Japanese housing and she's showering us and we're like freezing. And she's like, just picture yourself in a really warm, hot climate. Just picture yourself, feel yourself in that heat. And, and then we'd be like, it's working, you know, and it's like, <laughs> that's some witchy ass shit. Like, who t- it is like zero degrees in this fucking house (laughs) and why are you taking us a bath in the fucking middle in the morning (laughs) but you know it's just these little things or she would like rub our tummy and she would like Mm. her hands would get warm you know these little things she was just such a little bruja and a power she's just a powerful witch so I come from that but I wish I knew more and Mm. and I and I'm and I'm 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 gonna go to Dominican Republic to to learn um to get more information from this um our indigenous Arawak person that I've been taking classes online with. So hopefully I get more, um, more, more of my medicine and more of my, you know, more of my lineage, you know, because a lot of this is, I've been doing it mostly on my own or via Google. (laughs) I think that's so amazing and so powerful that you know that much. And I just want to say if and when you decide to write a book, you got a customer (laughs) right here. That's so incredibly interesting and powerful. So thank you for sharing. Yes, thank you. And then also just how those transitions does take you inward. You start, it does happen in your dreams. You know, you're led to research certain things and you start to see yourself as just trickles and trickles and trickles and trickles, a lack of sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Feeling, feeling, feeling sick when you're not. It's yeah. a, it's a interest, it's a, it's a very, it's a very interesting wave. And I, it's, it's, it's beautiful listening to you because me too, <laughs> since April, a lot of things have been happening. And so I'm relating to you and uh, seeing things that are happening with me and Google has been a friend of mine. <laughs> it's so interesting when your guys start to speak to you and ancestors and angels and everything starts to speak to you, what you start to research, you realize that every single thing has a purpose. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, thank you for sharing your story because that's very uh, helpful for me where I'm at because I'm in my infancy and it's still oh, very scary. Welcome. <laughs> it's, gonna, it's gonna feel like a shit show. <laughs> 
for a while, I'm guessing. Yeah. Well, what I'm reading is going to be a while. This transition is going to do what it got to do. You are like we have the, uh, the Google because when I started, it was still very like that information was very hard to find. And it was like, oh, what am I? And I remember my brother would send me articles. He's like, I think you're a star seed. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're right. I have a star seed. And then like, he's, you know, it's like. <laughs> And we have this little, I don't know if y'all know this person. I'm, I'm going to pull them. I'm going to pull up the book. But this guy, um, Billy Carson, have you heard of Billy Carson? He wrote the, no. the Emerald Tablets. This guy, he, I started following him in 2011 when he started like coming out with his stuff. And this guy's story is crazy, insane, awesome. But it's so funny to see him blow up now and Will and not Will Smith, but the son of Will Smith. What's his name? Not Willow. Jaden. Uh, Jaden. Like he's like Jaden Smith, like all these like celeb, like come talk to him. Uh, um, Taja, I'm really bad with names. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I am so bad. Um, but these people like follow him and talk to him, and it's just so weird. I I followed him either YouTube, I can't remember back in the day, was it Facebook? And he was just like started out with like five followers or some shit, and he was just starting to put himself out there, and it's just so awesome to see the people that I was like desperately like trying to figure out like what's going on why do I feel like I'm dying (laughs) and my brother sister and I all went through our awakening like legit at the same time like all of us like oh my god it it was I mean just the story I mean I have stories for a long time (laughs) I'm sure you I'm sure you do and that emerald tablet I gotta look into that it's so funny (laughs) emerald popped up this morning when I was doing some research and yeah and emerald is also my birthstone as well really yeah nice yeah well there you go yeah emerald tablet Billy Carson does a really good job breaking it down and making it a little more and um understanding but it's but it's the the translation of the the thought of what thoth the goddess you know um the egyptian goddess who wrote a lot of this information a lot of information of like tapping into our infinite energies and stuff and so it's written in the in the green um emerald tablets and it's and it's really i like the way he writes it i've read it i read other similar emerald tablets and i'm lost within like two seconds <laughs> but it's like these little tools and not everything is going to resonate with you and that's the that's the thing of this journey it's really it's a fine line of discernment a fine line of like not bashing you know what i'm saying like not like that is there's a there is a balance and flow like one thing that i really want to get across in this is we are all multidimensional beings experiencing very different lives, like different realities. So my reality is not going to be like your reality. And I shouldn't be discouraged if you don't resonate with what I'm saying. But then there's also core truths. You know what I'm saying? There's core third dimensional truths. Like, unfortunately, we live in a very racist, colorist, anti-Black, capitalist, you know, oppressive world and 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 a lot of spiritualism well new age white hippie spiritualism wants to act like that's not existing that's dangerous so 
in this work of spiritualism, we have to walk a fine line of understanding like, yes, this is the reality of third dimension. It's really fucked up and unbalanced. And that's why a lot of us came back to volunteer and to help us with this elevation. But also we can't get caught up in that either. I know it's real. I'm going to dismantle it the way I am. But I also need to pull back the minute I feel my energy is being sucked in. And I'm going to get caught up in that cog. So it's like this knowing when to pull in and pull out and pull in. So it's a really like a, a dance, you know, but you got people who are going to deny it and like, oh, that's not real. And they're living in this like denial. And then there's these people on the other side who are really in it and then invested in it. You know what I'm saying? So in spiritualism, it's, it's about, it's like acknowledging seeing, and that's in, in medical. So I have a background in medical and I, I, I merge a lot of my Western knowledge with my traditional knowledges. And that's the thing. You have to call out what the disease is in the body. If you ignore the disease in the body, you can't heal it. So how can you heal issues if you don't like, we need to name it what it is before, so, I, so we can heal that. So I just And that's a like big part of the awakening, right? Is you seeing yourself and naming all, all the things that you have identified with, naming everything mm -hmm. that has held you caught up in the system of the world. And then mm -hmm. you start to accept once you start to see, but you do have to be able to see yourself and seeing yourself is a very, very, very challenging thing. Cause sometimes, yeah. most times you're not gonna like what's there. And you know, you realize too, how some people don't make it through these things, no. you know? You realize, <laughs> you realize how, you realize why, like your story again, thank you for sharing. And I think about Eckhart yeah. Tolle and his story as well. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's that last moment where boom, something happens. That dog was there for a reason. But before we get in deeper to this conversation, <laughs> let's play a game. So I'm glad you mentioned seeing yourself because the, um, a great game to play to allow us to do just that is would you rather <laughs> yes Alrighty. so the audience should know for those uh tuning in who are new we are going to play would you rather how we play this game is each of us are going to list out two different scenarios and the rest of us have to answer which would we rather would we rather do this or would we rather do that would we rather do this or would we rather do that? <laughs> Here's the biggest, here's the most important part of this game. We can't change shit. Not a damn thing. We love yeah. to change shit, but we can't change shit. Yeah. This is mostly a reminder for us. That part. Yeah. I'm really talking to myself. This is and y'all been listening for a long time, so y'all see what's going to happen exactly. actually. But you know, <laughs> don't change anything. But we don't try not to change anything. However, Watch us change. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I'll go. I'll go with the first one. We're gonna change it up this round as well. Um, usually just one of us, but this time each of us have a would you rather, which I think is pretty cool. Um, I'll go first. So you guys, would you rather live as another human in your next life, or would you rather live as an animal in your next life? Now I understand we don't have a choice, but if you did, which would you rather? Animal. Mm, say more, sis. That seems so intriguing to me, and I don't even have a specific one in mind. I'm gonna not include insects because that I just I don't want that to be a part of my next life. <laughs> um, <laughs> I might have been a little. I'm not gonna say cruel to insects, but like you know, most times I don't usher them out the door, mm. so. 
but yeah, an animal for sure. That'd be such an interesting way uh, uh, to live. And especially if I've got all four um, um, limbs connected to the ground continuously, I think that'd be an interesting perspective and how how I feel in that body um and what I would have to do to survive mm, that part so animal for me yeah I like that next I would be another person mm. yeah I don't know I feel I, mm, I say that for many reasons but I feel like I've already gone through the animal part <laughs> and so another person I've I feel like a lot of things that distance us when I look at the chaos in the world is what we don't understand about other humans. And I think until you're in another, until you've gone through some lives of different humans, <laughs> mm. you get to see, you get to see that chaos because the human experience is quite, we're much more alike than we are different. However, mm -hmm. as humans, it, that's the hardest thing to see. Mm -hmm. And I see that even now, which is the pain that I feel daily and why I cry so much, because even when people are hateful and hurtful, I still see their souls. Mm -hmm. And so that's a challenging thing. So I like to walk in someone else's shoes so I can really authentically be in their experience. Um, yeah, although I feel like that's happened before, but mm. yeah. One more time. Well, another round, right? Another round. <laughs> what about Maybe. you, Anna? That's real. Shit, I'm playing this game. Yes. Yes. <laughs> y'all, oh, oh, I don't. Y'all, I, I ain't trying to curse myself back down to the earth. So. Okay. <laughs> Listen, that part. Shit, that I'm part. Sorry, I cannot. No, my guy just like, oh wait. She right. Thinks, okay. <laughs> <Nope>. Listen, <laughs> it's like, can I be one of the angels next? I just want to, I just want to float around <laughs> and done. like help out people, but I don't know. I, I love done. that. I'm sorry. I know we weren't supposed to change shit, but I can't. Mm -mm. I'm trying, <laughs> I did to it. I ain't trying to jinx myself. I ain't trying to jinx myself. <laughs> That's fair. Respect, That's fair. respect. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> we don't push boundaries here. I got you. <laughs> Brittany, right. what about you? Um, honestly, I would like to come back as an animal. Um, Y'all know I love giraffes, so I would love to see what it's like. Um, yeah, walking way up there. As a, that part, way up there <laughs> with my short self <laughs> in this life. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that'll be, I think that would be, I think that would be pretty cool. The aura that giraffes carry, um, I was intrigued by the moment I encountered one uh, closer than ever. So I would love to see what it's like to, you know, to exude that. Where? They are beautiful up close. I got to hang out with some when I was in Botswana camping out. We kept mm. running into some at the Akalanga Delta. Mm. They are magnificent creatures. Yeah, yeah. Very calm. Yeah. Very mesmerizing. They really, really are. Um, Mandisa, what's your, would you rather? All right, all right. Would y'all rather live by someone else's agenda for three weeks every year or live completely off the grid for three months every year? Live completely off the grid for three months every Same. year. Three months Outta is a perfect here. amount of time. I love that number three, off the grid. Mm. You'll come back better than ever and ready to do your work. Ew. Boom. Boom. Okay, okay. He took it right I out my mouth. <laughs> yeah. What about you? 
Uh, yeah, three months. <laughs> Give me three years. Give me Across forever. I just want to be the fuck out of here. I don't want to. <laughs> well, Get me yeah. out of here. I've, I've already lived how many years according to human agendas. No. <laughs> Everyone's good on it. <laughs> yes. One now. Done deal. Done yes. deal. Well, okay. Jamal, what's your, what's your would you rather? Uh, would you rather know how your life is going to go or discover along the way? Discovery. I'm, I'm an adventurer at heart. And, and that's, I best mm. learn by doing, even if I see a lesson coming up, it could be in the boldest, biggest, brightest font, all the warning signs and arrows pointing to it. I still have to go through it in order mm. to, to mm. learn it. A true Gemini, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's real. Um, yes. My answer is opposite. I need to know, I wanna know, I wanna know. Ooh. I'm impatient. A true age. <laughs> ah. <laughs> but then, but you can't, you can't change any of it, right? You, That's you, okay. You see it. I'm okay. Okay, okay, okay. I'm okay. okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay. I'll sit back. I just need to know. Mm -hmm. Helena, what would you? What about you? Oh, well, I'm that annoying person that likes spoilers, and I like <laughs> to read the end of the book. And I think that's why I hate life so much because I don't know everything that's happening. <laughs> I'm a triple fixed sign. I'm a very, I'm very controlling. So like I have to like, so it's, it's a hard because I'll be honest, there is things in life that they've told me that was going to happen. And, and then I mm. dealt with that anticipation, you know, and then when mm. it happened, it wasn't as bad. So it's like, I don't know. Like, I need to learn to, to let go, you know, but I've seen really bad things foreshadowed it and, and that anticipation and you think you can prevent it because y'all, I did, I thought I could prevent it. And I, and I, I was so consistent until one day they just wiped my memory out and they're like, you're going to forget this because this is when it's going to happen. And then Ooh. it happened and it was just like, no. So yeah, it's, wow. I don't know. It's it's, That's it's the shit hard right to there. say. It's so funny because this is my lived experience. So, <laughs> oh. yeah, yeah, it's your lived experience. That's why I wrote the question, and that's why I wrote the question down for myself. You know, I would rather. Uh, here's the thing. I would rather discover along the way, and what I'm learning in my infancy, even with what I know, there's still so many discoveries along the way, yeah. and so like I know. I know a lot about a particular person, not a lot, but like, you know, I know some things and how things are going to go in life, but everything in between the variables, the day to day, the how long you're waiting for whatever mm. reward or what that looks like, this person is still in your life, but how and what capacity, mm. even with family. And so like, you still have to discover even with what you know, and so, you know, I'm just learning to surrender because I, yes. listen, I'm a Taurus with my moon in Cancer and my ascending no. in Virgo. <laughs> so, no. Ooh, yeah, yeah, I feel bad for yeah. you. <laughs> girl, girl, don't feel bad for me. I, you know, I'm learning to love this. Anyone I, who has I, water I, placements, I, I'm like, I don't know how. To listen. <laughs> And then I have so much femininity in my child. I'm more feminine no, than I, I am masculine as well. And so I'm very, I'm very maternal. And I've always said that for a long time. Mm -hmm. My kids that I, I work mean, with say, you're like a mom, Jamal. Yeah, I'm yeah. very motherly. And so 
I will have to discover because I'm still discovering even when I know. And even when my guy said, you'll know, you'll know. I'm like, how the hell am I going to know? Right. <laughs> but I keep, get, I keep getting that. Once I know something and then I ask for specificity, you know, I get signs and stuff, you know, yes. like the synchronicities are crazy. But the message you can say, you'll know. Mm -hmm. yeah testing of this infancy it's like i have to go through this transition Ooh, and then and then your, your, your new favorite line is going to be what was the reason because that's going to happen a lot <laughs> did i say that the other day <laughs> And then you'd you be like, five minutes later, like, oh. You did. My God, my God. So my many God. things are being picked up right now. Yes. That's why I keep reading and taking these baths and yeah, different meditations to cleanse, <laughs> to cleanse myself. Listen, I'd be in that bath with that Epsom salt. And listen, yeah. Oh, when they start telling you about reading. herbs, you're going to start. They're going to be telling you some herbs. And you're going to be like, what's that herb? Google it. <laughs> Goodness, goodness, goodness. I'm excited. I'm excited. Listen, ain't no going back now, so I might as well. Oh, walk you can't go back. <laughs> you can't. There's no, you have no choice. <laughs> you have no choice. <laughs> no choice. No choice. Once you recognize, you can never stop recognizing. No. <laughs> that part. No. That whole part. Speaking of recognize, Mandisa, what, what word of the day do we have to? acknowledge and recognize today today's word y'all know how we do it word of the day get your pen pencil note app whatever tool you use to take notes down get that ready to take down the word and the definition and of course as we always try to do we try to use it in our discussion so if y'all want to you know take a little tally let us know keep track for us that's cool so today's word is kismet it's a noun and it means destiny or fate kismet k-i-s-m-e-t kismet come on with it so this discussion of course is going to be about transition so thank you so much for that word of the day, Mandisa, because I think Kismet will definitely come up, <laughs> come up in, in this discussion. Um, speaking of transitions, y'all, we are a week out following uh, the, actually the presidential election along with local elections. We've been talking about it for a minute. We've had, we've been, we've been talking about voting and the, and the importance of doing so and what local voting looks like. Um, so I, I definitely want to make sure we create space to talk about the transition um, after a long election week. Election um, week. Election week, right? Um, and hopefully not months, but um, definitely the transition from Trumpism um, to ensure that we focus on our healing, um, because no matter what some folks may say or try to deny, there is definitely or was definitely, I'll speak for myself here um, and for some of my community members, um, but there was definitely um, a, a, a tough four years for us um, in hearing folks who have similar views as uh, the current president and how they relate that to us and made it known that you know, they didn't think that our lives mattered and they didn't um, see us as human, right? So how do y'all feel after after this long week? 
I, I'm honestly numb. I'm not as reactive as the world is to this situation. I'm kind of in this place of stillness just because nothing has been done yet. No money has moved yet. Black lives still don't matter. We haven't gotten new legislation. Like nothing actually hasn't happened. Um, the moment is wonderful and important for so many reasons, but we've been excited like this before. This is nothing new for our world. And so I'm, um, I'm just still and I'm ready to work and I'm ready for more than just an election and the name of someone as the new president. We need actual change. This is not new and the world still think that it is. And so I haven't celebrated anything yet. I love that you said ready to work because during this transitional period, also this like period where um, um, the, I call him the orange idiot, <laughs> um, where to me, the, the orange idiot is, he's a sitting duck. Like there, there's, there's a lot that does still need to happen in order for a transition to become complete um, within the White House um, and a lot of these, these other um, local and state elections. But we, we, ha we have to stay vigilant and, and now is a great time to plan on what we wanna bring to um, these newly and, and um, not new um, elected officials that are, that are sitting in all of these offices. But um, I, I remember how devastated and, and shocked I felt four years ago. Um, and I was expecting the opposite of that to happen to a, to a degree. I didn't expect a complete 180 of just like joy and jumping around, but I felt, I was like, mm, shrug, like, okay, good for, good for us. But also that was not the best option that we had along the way, um, in my opinion. But I feel, I feel like now is the time really to like dig the heels in and, and really start planning and, and start our, our plan of attack so but I did I did low-key celebrate you How better you, you deserve to you yeah. deserve to what you do what you do I just smoked a couple of J's that was all it was, it was, <laughs> that ain't no celebration D you <laughs> was, do that like on a regular day that's why I said low-key but sometimes I will dedicate a joint or a blunt to a person or a specific cause so that's I'm why I said low-key so I got one and I was like, this is for you, Kamala. I'm sorry, I do Kamala. have to say this though. Yeah, Kamala. <laughs> yeah, Kamala, Kamala is the being that had me weeping. Like I came out and I was about to go to work and seeing her is before they had the speech in the evening. That's what sent me into the waterfalls. Like my life has been surrounded by black women, single moms surrounded by black women, my friends, you know, since I was a kid elementary school, middle school, black women have always surrounded me. They're the source of my freedom, the source of my, they cracked open my vulnerability. And they, I, literally I credit who I am today to black women in my life. And so that's the only soul thing that has me weeping, that has me hoping and hoping and hoping. It's still hurts though, because she's the one that's supposed to be in the front. However, however, this is a great success for women everywhere and it changes things um, in this nation. And I'm hoping, you know, we already had the Obama and we saw what happened after that. 
I'm hoping that we can keep going with progress with Kamala being there because she is the most powerful being actually in my eyes. So yeah. Mm. Drink and smoke for her. <laughs> that part. Um, I'll be honest. I actually, my tears came when I thought about Stacey Abrams. Mm. About Stacey Abrams, what was it, two years ago, who was, I started following her since then, but she was going for, or running for governor and Georgia. And I remember that story and how hard this man made it for her. Um, and how, you know, she, she was really amplifying the real issue, which is voter suppression, not voter fraud. And um, the work that she's been doing ever since, she's created an organization that, you know, has continued to stop voter suppression and what happened because of her work, because she didn't allow um, not winning to get in the way, um, you know, she pushed over 800,000 people to, um, you know, to vote, at least in that state. So, um, yeah, when, when my, my, and I think what really got me was um, seeing people celebrate her. And I'm going through a moment of like seeing folks um, dismiss and discredit black women. So to see this woman and others, cause like think about Simone Sanders who was a part of Biden's team. And like, just, I'm just, I was reminded of the list of black women that I know have supported Biden and Kamala um, and, and seeing their work be celebrated, um, whether people know to call out their names or not, because when people celebrate Biden and Kamala, they're celebrating these women, which they don't, they may not even know, right? To call out their names, but they're we're really celebrating their work. And that's where my tears came in. And that's where I got happy. Um, I agree with everything y'all have said about, you know, we, at the end of the day, we still have to hold people accountable. Y'all know my quote is, you know, civic, civic engagement does not begin around election time and it doesn't end around election time. It's a lifestyle. So right now is the time that we really have to pay attention to the people who are either returning to office or new to office. Let folks know who you are as a, as a citizen, as a voter, um, you know, continue to pay attention because the people power is exactly what led to the success of these two folks. So, that's where, that's what I'm celebrating. I'm celebrating the people um, that I know put in the work for over 500 days in order to make this happen, mm. who will continue to put in the work for the rest of their lives. Um, even my people right here in, in, in San Diego. So that's where my excitement is. Um, we know it's proven now that our votes do matter. And um, I'm ecstatic about that. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. The episode, um... That Saturday, Saturday night, Saturday night live, that episode, I don't know if any of you watched it, the opening, it, Dave Chappelle hosted. Amazing. And I think it was the Foo Fighters who were the musical guests, but honestly, I skipped past that. Um, Dave Chappelle's opening was incredible and I thought it was spot on and it was touching. And if you have not seen it, watch that. If, if Even if you don't watch SNL as a whole, if you just watch, I think it's like 15 or 16 minutes of Dave Chappelle's opening from this Saturday, um, once the real people recognized what the results were. Watch it, but. Angelana. So um, this was very hard for me to celebrate. Just, uh, I'm, I am an abolitionist. I am anti-establishment. 
I am anti-everything. And um, me being that I have been a veteran and served under terms of Bush and Obama, um, things were not different when I was overseas and we were bombing people. Also, things haven't changed when Puerto Rico has been fighting. Um, and so, and also too, um, Biden is an accused, you know, sexual predator and I am a sexual um, trauma survivor. Uh, it's very, 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 very hard for me to be excited. Um, and also to uh, uh, Kamala Harris being a, a prosecutor, you know, and I'm very against um, cops. So this would, um, don't get me wrong, I hate Cheeto Face. <laughs> I can't stand him. And Cheeto Face was a catalyst for a lot of healing and us waking the fuck up. Because I think a lot of people were not engaged. People were just so individualistic and it caused people. So what I am excited about is I feel this is going to keep, hopefully keep the momentum and where people are gonna wake up even more and being like, whoa, wait a second. It's not enough. It's, this is not enough. You know what I'm saying? We need more because we, um, we can't stand for fascism. We can't stand for imperialism. You know, we gotta be we gotta be mindful that our capitalism is killing the earth. We need to engage with Afro-Indigenous. I mean, if we really want, we need an Afro-Indigenous president. We need Afro-Indigenous leaders. We need people who are going to divest and 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 get rid of slavery. Because you know, like KRS One says, office overseer. It's no different. The evolution of everything. I mean, we're. This has been an empire of 200 years. It's about to collapse. So um, for me, it was like the relief of, you know, Cheeto face is like gone and it's like the exhausting energy of his existence is gone. But the reality is it's still here, you mm -hmm. know, and it's, and it's, and, and, and um, like I said, me being in the military, you, and I, and the clearance, you know, and I didn't even get top sleep. I mean, that's for another story, but I was able to see things that it don't fucking matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. So wow. for me, I'm a revolutionary. You know, I, 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 will, I will die for what I believe in. I'll, I'll fight for what I believe in. And I believe in, in um, sovereignty, land back, um, Black Lives Matter. I believe reparations all black folks should have everything for free that's why when people are like looting i'm like they're just getting their shit back <laughs> you know <laughs> so so yeah so for me it was um i felt really depressed mm. and, and i felt discouraged and i felt i felt saddened and then i felt upset like why couldn't stacy abrams been vice president mm. That's how I feel. Because this is colorism and fat phobia. That's what I feel it is, you know? And so, so that's, but understand like for me, like I got out of the military, I got out of being in the wartime and I became an activist right after and my mm -hmm. healing journey. So this has been since 2010, 2011, but understand this is the bullshit. I was learning about the military and about the government, how the government straight up lied to us and told us that the island we were on was never inhabited, mm -hmm. which even if you look, they admitted that it was inhabited, but who cares? Who's gonna hold them accountable? Nobody. 
So you got motherfuckers still still stationed there and don't even know. And let me tell you another fucked up thing. Let me just tell you how fucked up the government is. When we were on that island, they were having prisoner of war waterboarding them. And they kept on having us meetings after meetings. Oh, they're going to be, there's people thinking that we're, we have, we have people locked up here, but that's not true. And all of us like, you, who are you lying to? We know you guys got motherfuckers up in here. And sure enough, a movie, uh, the report came out. It's, a, it's an actual movie based on there. And the report showed Diego Garcia was one of them that had the illegal waterboarding facilities holding these prisoners at war. So this is the life in my, my reality. And like I said, my stories are really insane. Um, the CIA has talked to me because of the people I've known. So just so you know, <laughs> I have a harder time being excited about the establishment. I think Thank we you. all should. I think we all should, honestly, because <laughs> nothing you're saying is incorrect just as a people. Like, we know what government has done around this world and in this nation, and we know what politics do. Like, politics mm -hmm. is not about the people. Like, did no. you just see this presidential election? It's a race, kind of like a marathon, kind of like a football game, kind of like a basketball game with people's lives. Like, yeah. the government has not been about lives and we talk about the polarization of things like it happens on both sides you know what yeah. i mean and so mm -hmm. i think the issue with humanity is way bigger than us like celebrating who's in office to yeah. rule over people and tell people how they should live their lives yeah. you know like it's yeah. just it's kind of yeah. antithetical to the human experience honestly when you think of a ruler over your life that decides how you live mm -hmm. and you know and government has always protected some and not others it's all about power yeah. power right. is never about people yeah and so it's a hard conversation to have because we live in this world again accepting what we do but you know you got to do what you got to do show up um you know your civic engagement and civic duty and things of that nature but also there's work that each individual human has to do spiritual okay. work yes. life work mm -hmm. yes. if, if we don't do that the government will do nothing for us like it has not done. And that's the lesson, that's exactly. a lesson that we're continually learning as the human race, as the soul of the universe. Is yes. that it's not about that. It's not about that. It's a hard lesson to get, and we'll be doing it until this whole thing blows up and we're gone. But <laughs> <laughs> that's just that that's just the universal truth as I see it. Yeah, um, if you don't take control of yourself, they will. They will, they'll use you as pawns. I'm I'm yeah. I, and we see it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we, oh, yeah. It. We're seeing it right now. So and, and doing the, the self inventory, I think, is, is very, very important. That's the very discussion I want to have with you guys. Um, and I'm excited to have it because I've had amazing conversations with each of y'all. Right. And like one thing that we always talk about is our, you know, is is the work that we do to hold ourselves accountable and how we mm -hmm. move and shake in the world, right? Yeah. Um, and and I know I've been having even more amazing and intriguing conversations and I've been hit a few times with some ahas and oh shits and um, <laughs> since, <laughs> since March, since, you know, we've had to stay at home and, mm -hmm. and physically distance ourselves from people. I won't say yep. socially distance, um, social distance, because I feel like I've gotten closer to people socially mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because of these things. But yeah, since we have physical distancing, yes, yeah, physical, physical distancing. distancing. Yeah. Um, so since because we 
since since those things have come into place and and I know I live alone, so I have the space to, you know, I can't escape myself at the end of the day, right? Um, yeah. and a lot of things have come up for me. Um, so I, I definitely want to know, like, as individuals who consistently remain self-aware and who consistently do, we've had, and we've already had an episode about this, right? Reevaluating. Um, re, you know, reevaluating everything. Only with the consistently self-aware, I'm like, oh, we're always trying to find the balance. Like, it's not a consistent thing to be aware. Like, you're not human if you're consistently aware. That's, um, that's true, but the, we, that's a part of the learning. Yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's a part of the learning. So, but those who, but those, because we're people who are working on that, though, right? Who know to do that kind of work, um, and we want to be considerate in how we move in the world. What transitions uh, or even aha moments have come up for you all um, since being or having to physically distance ourselves from other people? What, what has come up for y'all? I can go first because let me tell you, <laughs> <laughs> um, like I said, I, I live alone. I, and, and the first thing I had to really get accustomed to, because um, y'all know I, I live in I live in a whole other country. Um, so my commute to work, which is already without traffic a long way, my commute could be like a couple of hours, right? And then I would work for eight to nine hours and then, you know, be in the car again or on the bus again, wherever I was. Um, so I didn't really have, though I was alone, I was never like, I never really had a lot of time to be with myself. So I have that time now. Um, and again, socially, I've become closer. So I've had really great conversations with the friends on the phone, via FaceTime, Zoom, Google we'll Duo, all those things. And, um, you know, one thing I'm reevaluating the most uh, is my friendships. One thing that's come up is like, is, is friendships. Like not just, okay, who, who is great to remain friends with and who isn't. It's just like, an inventory of the friendships that I have kept, right? And, and, and allowing the space to say, what can I call out and label within these friendships that is, keeps me consistent, right? It keeps me closer to these people. Um, and that has been vulnerability and transparency and holding each other accountable and ensuring that we, we allow safe spaces for one another. And I've had newer friendships come in as well that still provide those things for me. Um, and I have been in a space of just an overwhelming amount of gratitude for the people that have come into my life and that has shown me me, but also shown me themselves. Um, and people who show me what it takes to really have an intimate relationship with another being and an intimate connection with another being. And that intimacy does not have to be romantic. Um, and I don't think I've ever been allowed the time or given myself the time um, to label it and then articulate it. And being, working from home, right, um, is a, I'm, I don't have a choice but to do that. <laughs> I can't, I mean, I do have a choice, but um, I'm really, um, I'm, I'm really, really engaging in that. Um, yeah, so my, so the transition that is happening, you know, I'm going from, 
you know, just being like, oh yeah, I love my friends. My friends are cool, blah, 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 to just really valuing my friends and seeing them as, you know, the, the amazing beings that I haven't seen anymore. But here's what I have to look at for myself. Now I also have to look at, okay, what am I, like, what have been my intentions originally with friends? Because, because, I also need to talk about the fact that I am a woman who is attracted to women. I'm attracted to men as well, but I'm a woman who's attracted to women. And another part of reevaluating my friendships was, okay, like, how did these friendships start? I had to look at myself and say, Britt, you know, like, some of your friendships kind of started with, like, a little crush. They fade, but, like, some of your friendships, you know, all my friends are fine, y'all. I keep telling y'all that. I keep telling y'all that people know all my friends are fine. So like some of my friends, I'm like, oh, you're cute. Like, let's be friends. But like low-key, you know, whatever. And then it'll and then it'll fade out. So um I actually had a I I a new friendship came about in uh this year, actually, during while I was quarantined. And it really made me, it forced me to reevaluate my intentions. It forced me to think about, okay, the friendships that I have now, how did they start? Um who did you like yeah like who did you have a crush on before how did it fade all those things um and I was forced to make to make those I was forced to ask those questions because I didn't find myself I didn't find this like crush fading like it normally does it wasn't going nowhere I was like what the fuck what's going on and and I will ask the why but I'm gonna ask the why of the why right I'm like okay but why isn't it like what's going on what's happening like the friendship is dope, it's cool, all these things, I'm grateful, I'm grateful, but like, but also like, why is this getting stronger? And that has never happened before. Um, So I, when I tell y'all, I was looking in the mirror, talking to myself, like, what the hell is going on? And I was able to identify, (laughs) I was, I was really able to identify those things. So, um, and then I had to reevaluate, okay, what boundaries do I have with my friends? And then that may open my mind to, okay, but you have different boundaries with different friends. And why is that, right? Here goes the why again, but why is that? It's because you probably was questioning on somebody. So, <laughs> so the biggest thing though with that was, you know, because I valued this friendship so much, because I was I transitioned to such a place of gratitude with the people I share space with, I, I didn't have a choice but to have a conversation about it. I did not give myself a choice. I said, you have to say something. Um, I had, I just, I had to say something because I felt dishonest and that has never happened before. And I really, I felt dishonest and the conversation was had and that was that like, and it was a, it was a great conversation. It was a beautiful conversation. Um, we showed gratitude within the conversation. I made sure to create space to, have comfortability on both ends, all those things. And low-key, I feel like the moment I said something, I was like, oh, okay, I'm cool now. I'm cool off you now. <laughs> it's probably a bad thing. I don't know. But anyway, I'm like, oh, okay, I just needed to get it out. Like everything's good. And and the friendship is fine and just as strong as ever. If I didn't allow myself the space to, to really like think out loud um, and reevaluate just a number of things, a number of interactions that I've had, all that shit, like, I don't think I would have had the confidence to, the confidence really came within the friendship, but I don't think I would have had that conversation. 
So I had, I definitely had to go through some things in order to have this conversation. And honestly, for that conversation to be as successful as it was. Which would not have happened prior to me being at home, y'all. Like, if that shit would not have happened. I would have been like, oh, oh no. Never heard from me again. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ghost the and old queen. Brittany would have ghosted her. <laughs> Ghost and Queen. Yeah, I would have been like, I can't deal with this. No, it would have been the ghost. It would have been the ghost. Would have been the ghost. Y'all know me. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that's my story on that. Um, it does get deeper, but I don't want to like, more things have happened. I will say this too. We could talk about this in another episode, but me, that conversation and other conversations with friends and me, me thinking about, me labeling all the things that I value in my friendships have honestly led to, um, something else happened to, but anyway, has honestly led to the um, the promise that I'm trying to keep right now, or the vow that I have right now, and that is uh, to be celibate, which has started. So pray for me, mm. audience and team, pray for me. <laughs> but all that played a part, all that played a part. <clears throat> wow. First, thank you for sharing. Um, Second, the word uh, safety kept coming to mind as as you were speaking. And I guess the, the, the question I have is, does the elimination of a crush or the confirmation of a crush for you affect how safe you feel in order to be intimate and vulnerable with someone? If you're like, okay, I have acknowledged my feelings for this person. I know that this crush is done is yeah wiped it away somehow (laughs) does that then allow you to feel safer to be intimate with that person whatever that means for that relationship because you're no longer in fear of it going a certain way yeah that's a good question you know what it's it was not I think um I'm, I'm gonna be myself and be my vulnerable self regardless um so so yeah no I think what came out for me that make that what I was able to identify what was happening, which is why I wasn't fading, was I was like, what like what's the difference here? And it was availability and it was vulnerability. Cause another thing that had come up earlier was, you know, I really do value vulnerability. I just hadn't been able to really like identify it, right? But now that I can, I want to learn more and try to find more, you know, all that stuff. So um, so yeah, I was like, bitch, like, again, availability and vulnerability is happening, which of course to have the, like, especially to get to the vulnerability, like that safety has to be there. So if anything, in this case, like it made it, it made it stronger for a little bit. It was crazy. It was crazy. I was pulling my hair out. I'm just kidding. It it wasn't that deep. (laughs) But it was a ride though. It seems like it. It was, it was a ride and it was. Yeah, it was it was a lot of me facing me. It was a lot of me facing me. That's all. That's the only thing it was. Yeah, mirrors. So I'm I'm really interested to know what transitions the rest of you all, Mendisa especially. What are you? What have you been feeling? What has come up for you? Well, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm in the 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 middle almost at the hardest part within the transition period that I'm currently in. I feel like I was riding a high 
before the pandemic, I was on tour, mm-hmm. which <laughs> yeah. I mentioned every fucking episode because it was lovely and I was in a different city and like things were happening and I was so grateful and surrounded by wonderful, wonderful people um, and just having dope experiences. And then that shit came to a screeching halt, although we were about a week from actually closing anyway. But still, my world, as I knew it, came to a huge halt. Um, And so currently, um, I'm also single for the first time for real since I've been an adult, for the first time since high school, really. Um, so that's new and, and that's giving me space to figure out more about me and, and take my time in pursuing uh, a person or a relationship and really focusing on the journey of the relationship um, and the person um, and being really intentional um, and not being in a relationship because that's just what I know what to do Um I'm also, this is the longest I haven't worked in a long time. And that, I mean, I'm, I'm, you all know, I'm a, I'm a constant learner. So I'm, I'm, I like to think of myself as a sponge and I'm soaking up um, a lot of, a lot of things language wise and skill wise and just worldly. Um, But I, I haven't worked since March um so I'm I'm feeling that out as I pivot um and I'm on the job hunt in a completely different field than I've ever been in um and I I love my own space um but I'm not currently in my own space um so that's also something that has been a wonderful surprise as as these months have gone on um and so I'm, I'm just learning to deal with distractions as they come up and noting when something actually, when I'm using something as a distraction to, to not look inward um, and to not deal with feelings or, or things as they come up um, and figuring out how, how I really want to authentically move um without being someone's other half not that I and I I also I don't believe Mm -hmm. in the like other half thing I think we are 100% our own beings and that we complement each other um or that if you're the the person you're with you should complement each other um and build each other up but yeah this this single life is new and uh I'm liking it Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that's what I'm going through. Um, And it'll also be interesting to go through a holiday season without like a person, person. Um, But I got my family and I got my squad. So I'm more than I'm more than covered. That's beautiful. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Thank you for sharing, Dee. That's beautiful. 
That's yeah. beautiful. New, new for everyone, right? In these times, you know? Yes, indeed. Everyone has been paused around the world in one way, shape, or form, you know? Because mm -hmm. the world has changed. Everyone's reality has changed. And so these spiritual awakenings also are happening all over the planet in interesting ways. The universe is dope because <laughs> when you're forced mm -hmm. into silence and into stillness you're forced to see yourself and what we've been doing in this world which is why this moment is not by mistake is the world has been running around doing a lot of things contributing to the chaos each and every one of us in certain ways and so now where we've been forced to stillness a lot of things have been shaking and vibrating in different ways for many people and so it's kind of like going on the thing about consistently being self-aware in this time i've realized that we each are special and individual but also what we have access to different right but self-awareness is something that everyone is having an opportunity right now to have more access to because things have paused in a very scary way um i know for my and so this transition for me um met me you know um, by circumstance of mm -hmm. meeting someone years ago and then meeting them again and you know dreams started happening being awakened at three in the morning with someone on your mind that you've never even met or never even heard of or never even talked to before and synchronicities that connects that being to someone that I you know I'm growing with and that being a deep loss in that person's life that literally just brought me home to things flickering and synchronicities happening. And, and so the transition for me, it's interesting to talk about the transition um, in like an A, B, and C because I'm still in it and I'll be in it for a while. Uh, but it is a transition that is one of surrender because again it knocked me to my knees like if you you hear these stories of people crying on the bathroom floor and you know i talked to you all about the emotional experience i was having about two weeks ago where it felt like my history legacy and my story was blasting through my being all at once and that guttural cry um you know i wake up crying a lot some days so this transition has been beautiful i'm grateful um scared <laughs> um and it has really revealed to me just a lot of universal truths about us um and similar to Anhalana, you know as a kid i always felt like i wasn't from here you know this deep feeling of loneliness that has existed in my life since i can remember and now i'm realizing why those moments and why that loneliness exists is because my soul is speaking to me because my purpose is way bigger than I ever dreamt of. And so this transition has been out of body, very mystical, very enlightening. It's brought me closer. You know, my, you, you all know me. I don't mess with a lot of people. I love everybody. And, you know, you know, I connect to people, people are drawn to me. Um, however, I don't, I don't have a, I don't call everybody friend. <laughs> and so my friendships have been consistently strong for the bulk of my life. Thankful, grateful to God. And what this transition has told me is that my angels has been around my whole entire life and every relationship that has been in my life has been there on purpose because I've realized through this transition that I'm not the only one, you know, my tribe is quite my tribe, uh, in a very big way. And so, yeah, this transition has been very, very, very enlightening. And I am still eager to learn 
everything that it has to teach me. Like I'm vibrating as I sit here and speak to you all. Um, but uh, yeah, this transition has been out of this world quite literally. And I'm grateful to the universe for what I'm able to see. And I'm glad that I feel safe with myself and what I'm able to see. Um, and I'm grateful to God that I'm able to face my mirror. And I'm grateful to God mm -hmm. that I'm experiencing this transition with someone who knows. Mm -hmm. So that's would me you, in this transition. Say, would you say that this transition is um, kismet? <laughs> It is kismet for sure. Kismet over and over and over again, week by week. <laughs> you know? it's so, it's so, this is my first time literally in a very like, you know, like the universe is speaking to me like loudly, like mm. loudly. And to this person loudly in the same space and time. And so, you know, Kismet everywhere. I don't know what's going to happen. I do. Um, I'm just in training. I'm in training. <laughs> and training, training is very hard uh, yeah. with this transition. But, you know, I'm in it. Mm, that's beautiful. I love hearing y'all stories. <laughs> I really, really do. Um, and even seeing the passion that comes through with telling the story, I think is is amazing. Um, we even began the conversation um, talking about self, right? And, and finding self and being with self. And I think, yeah, this is just all examples of, of that. Um, even before the pandemic, right? Even before we had to physically distance ourselves. Um, I think we, when you've already begun that work, um, it gets, it's still hard, um, but being able to identify what's happening, I think is a beautiful thing. I really, really do. Like I celebrate that. Um, and I don't hear it a lot. I do not hear it a lot. Definitely on other podcasts or radio or anything like that. So this is another example of why, why we're here, why Living Millennial exists. So these conversations can happen um, and be amplified. Um, let me slide in on your last point, Brittany, though, yeah. about having this conversation here. Because what I'm realizing, you know, I was in Mexico a few weeks ago and I was back in Philadelphia. And when I say people are drawn to me, it's not like an ego thing. It's just something that I travel the world by myself. You know, I go around the country and I go, I'm like a lonesome traveler. That's not by mistake either. <laughs> um, that's for a purpose as well. And, you know, it's important to have these conversations because the reason why we're not the only one having this conversation right now. So many are. And it's important for these conversations to come more to the forefront because something is happening on the planet mm -hmm. that is very, very purposeful. And a lot of time with these transitions that we're talking about or spiritual awakenings, a lot of people can feel you know, it feels kind of weird. It's weird to talk to just a random person about this stuff, right? <laughs> but when you start, but when you start to speak about your experience and the synchronicities that speak to you that you have caught, it is very rare when your spirit tells you to speak that the mm. person in the room, the person at the at the counter about to order their coffee, like it's for a purpose because we mm. all 
we all are spiritual beings having a human experience. Some mm -hmm. evil spirits too, but <laughs> we all are. And so the conversation is important to start to have more in the forefront. And why I do in my life with people when it happens, when I'm traveling and stuff in a nuanced way, because it's in us sharing our stories that is the triggering moment that awakens someone else. Because through your story, they start to see their life mm -hmm. and the messaging that has been there all along. From you being vulnerable, enough to share it awakens the person across from you because we all speak a similar language you know i'm reading the alchemist right now in the language of the world like it's not always i just started yesterday it's this language that we all that we all can speak if we just go to stillness and mm -hmm. we listen and we see mm -hmm. and we all are still not doing that enough even when we think that we are. Because mm -hmm. if you can say that somebody is this or somebody is that in the same sentence of being self-aware, mm -hmm. we're missing a big point. A part of your awareness is not there. Mm -hmm. It's not there because you just made yourself different mm -hmm. than the other person. Come on, King. Ooh, Angelan, <laughs> you've been on mute, but I've been feeling we your energy radiate through this <laughs> First, I want to say thank you all for sharing. So uh, oh, there's so many things I want to say, but I, Jamal, I want to say uh, congratulations for reading The Alchemist. That's one, that was one of my first, like, welcome books. <laughs> um, Celestine Prophecies is really good, too. And you're right, Jamal. The minute you see yourself different from that other person, that's where you make a mistake. Because we are all, again, that mirror, but we're also a reflection of each other. Uh, this is something that we have to understand. This world is about duality. The third dimension realm is about duality. And we want to so bad name things bad, good. And, and that's the dangers we get into when we do that. And it's so hard not to. Now, let me, let me explain something. So the yin yang, um, so Buddhism is really big about life is suffering. Like, stop trying to escape suffering. Like, just suck it the fuck up. You know? oh, <laughs> it's that. And and um, it's a it's a way of life in Buddhism. I can't the Tao, the Tao. So Taoist is about the yin, the yang, and people think that they understand it, but they really don't understand yin yang. Um, and so it's it, it, and we're out of and that's the thing. This world is out of balance, and that's why we have a lot of. Uh, volunteers that came into this world, like when I talk about multidimensional beings, star seeds, indigo, rainbow children, warrior children, you got beings that are the Anunnaki, uh, who were here at the beginning, like these are all theories, these are all stories, these are all story mythology that all of us come from different mythology, and a lot of them have very similar stories, we're star people, we come from the stars. So I'm, I'm like trying to cram everything all at once, really just wanting everyone to Google this shit afterwards. <laughs> it's a rabbit hole. You will go deep and down it. Uh, please be careful because QAnon has, um, whatchamacallit, when they, when people take something, um, colonize, <laughs> no, but they, <laughs> they, they twist it and made it their own. Like, please do not go oh, down that. They have plagiarize. done that. Okay. Uh, plagiarize is another word when you okay. take something. But anyways, they, they like the K, um, Nazis did this. Nazis did that with a symbol when indigenous and the Tibetan, mm. they had the symbol yeah. of peace. Mm -hmm. You know, they take that. There's so many mm -hmm. things that they take and they spin it as their own. Okay. So just be careful because QAnon has really 
I don't know how the fuck that shit, but they have blended into the spiritual realm now. And I'm just like, what the fuck? So when I stumble upon things, I'm like, wait, this is a QAnon person talking about the shit that I, I'm like, oh, hell no. So anyways, be careful, be careful, because I don't know what that, I, I, it's disinformation. Be careful about disinformation out there, because when it comes to spirit, they want you to get off the beaten path. You have to sit with what resonates. And if it doesn't resonate, you have to do the shadow work. Why doesn't it resonate with you? What colonized person told you that this is a problem? That's another thing. So when someone's like, oh, uh, no, gay is bad. And, you know, you, no, we need to sit there and unpack it because a lot of our indigenous relatives. And when I say indigenous, I'm talking about African as well. I'm not just talking about I'm, when I say indigenous, I'm talking about our ancestors. I'm talking about everyone who is indigenous, like our original roots. They had genders, more than five genders. They believed in the, the, they believed that our spirits were infinite. Everything was feminine and masculine energy and you can be all one at one time. So please keep that in mind. So duality is that. The yin and yang is showing you that, and, and I am not no Taoist. I am not, no, please don't listen to me. I'm just giving you a, something to sit on. <laughs> You're like, please, there is monks out there that are so- I powerful. say that all the time. Please don't listen to me. I'm just talking, but I do know you can look at this. <laughs> So, so in this thing, it's just understand that there's that that there's that balance, and we're just really out of balance. So let me explain something about medicine. There's this there's this cordyceps. That, so medicinal fungi medicine. If you're gonna look into anything medicinal, mushrooms from psychotropic to fungus is gonna save the world. Mycelium is like what we are. Our energies are mycelium. We connect to each other. We have this Wi-Fi. We're connected. It's a collective consciousness. Yes, we're all different, but we're all the same. And so there's this thing called cordyceps and cordyceps does a fucked up thing. It finds the central nervous system of an insect. It, it fucks with the insect, makes the insect go to where it wants to go to grow. And once it has manipulated the insect to get to that position, it bursts out and it creates medicine, medicine that we benefit from. Imagine that poor ant being killed and thinking this is bad, this fungus is bad, but the benefits this fungus has done for another creature. Like what can we say is bad or is good? Think about the chaos of a fly that the fly is going through when it gets into the spider web. The spider web isn't inherently bad. That's its life, that's its food source. So why would we deem this as bad or good? This is the duality of existence. And that's what's so painful. Ego tries to come in and say that, but it's because spirit knows we are out of balance. But if we were back in our indigenous practices, things will be in balance. And one time I was doing a meditation and just so you know, I'm, I'm a vegetarian. It's just my choice. I, you know, I, I, me personally, if I eat meat, it would be from an indigenous person who knows how to pray and, and, and do the work of, of honoring our ancestors because we're eating our ancestors. These are energies, these are beings that we can learn from. And so that's, you know, unless that's happening, I, I just rather, you know, um, and even, even fr fruits and vegetables are like that. That's why I want to grow my own shit. You know, I don't know who's praying over this and, and and what their energy is that's why you got to always be in prayer everything you do spiritualism is a 24 7 thing being in ritual is a 24 7 thing this isn't just the, something i clock in and clock out i'm in prayer i'm i this is my life this is my life so um so i was in the meditation and i saw a cheetah attacking an antelope and immediately you hear them go thank you thank you 
And what the universe was showing me was that cheetah was dying of a sickness. It was ready ill. It was ready falling apart. This cheetah needed to eat. So it, and they knew each other and they honored each other's soul. And the same thing that happened with my dog, my dog was killed by a coyote. And everyone immediately was like, kill all the coyotes. Hey, coyotes. I'm like, no. The reason why this coyote came after my fucking dog is because we are coming in on their land. We haven't, we don't know how to live with them. And now they're scrounging around trying to survive because we aren't taking care of the land. No, no, fuck the coyote. Fuck you. Fuck the humans. Fuck um, capitalism. Because this wouldn't happen. Because if we were taking care of the lands like we were supposed to, and they weren't getting overpopulated or being pushed out, this wouldn't have happened. So we need to get back to that. That's why it's really important to go back to indigenous ways and indigenous practices. So I know I went on a tangent, <laughs> but it's just like, I really feel like, you know, I have to say this. So we're just out of balance. And one more quick thing about, there was a story that was told to me way back when I started my transition into this, into this life. And they told me that there was the lights, the, the lights were all the sun. Everyone was a sunlight and they're a bright light. And the little light goes to God and says, I know I'm a bright light, but how do I know I'm a bright light amongst all bright lights? And God said, well, someone has to decide to turn off their light to see, show your power. So another light came up to that light and the light says, I'll take away my power so you can show, so you can see how bright you are. But remember when I'm doing all of those horrible things to you, remember I was once light too. The thing is, the, what we're experiencing, I feel like earth is a game. And I, I believe like really we're in a simulation and it's like, we're here to level up. We're here to learn the lessons because we're in different dimensions. Like I said, there's third dimensions, there's multiple dimensions. And in this density, this is the density. This is the lowest we can go. I mean, if you want to go lower, it gets a little murkier, <laughs> but this is the one <laughs> where it's like, you know, there's this, there's this understanding of like this duality. So it's, again, it's, it's restoring balance because we are so out of balance, but these things will still exist, but not at the extreme. And so that's where we're trying to do. Everything has gone extreme on this planet. So it's like trying to balance that duality, trying to balance and harmonize and to be in that Tao, to be in that constant flow. So it's so so it's so hard to be like, this is bad, this is good, because we want to, as humans, we want our ego wants to label everything. Now, if the person's being tormented, we need to stop that. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're taking away someone's will, if you're if you're imposing, and that's the problem with a lot of religion, we try to impose our ideas, we try to, we try to hurt and kill each other. For why? Why? Well, I'm not hurting anybody. I'm just existing. I want to wear. You know, if, if it's a, a person who, you know, whatever they want to wear, I'm not hurting you. So why can I wear what I want? Why can I dress the way or be the way I want? Why is that so problematic to you? You feel me? I'm not going out there killing somebody <laughs> just for no reason. That That's, you know what I'm saying? So we right. got to learn like the discernment again what what mm. what is causing mm. harm physical taking away someone's life and taking away their ability and then what is just like okay whatever i like yeah. when people are like oh we can agree to disagree no 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 we are not disagreeing that we i like pepperoni more than sausage bitch 
You know, you're you're disagreeing on my existence. Like I shouldn't exist because the color of, you know, their skin or whatever. So, so this is, so what this quarantine I feel has forced people to sit with themselves. (laughs) So like, uh, so with this transition and this transition for me, this quarantine has been the most grounding for me. Um, because my life is, my experience is wild. Like I said, my story can be, you know, I always joke that I manifested to be the, the most interesting person <laughs> in the world, but I'm not, I'm not at all. But the things that happen to me, I'm like, this, this shit, no one will believe this shit, you know? But you have this- a memoir on you though. I mean, people will read your story. I mean, I'm, I'm already in. So don't. <laughs> it's wild. Sometimes I'm like, this doesn't even happen. I'm so part. I'm so happy to have a partner who's with me because I'll say the shit. And he's like, yes, babe, this really happened to us. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes I'm like, but this is the most grounding. So um, this quarantine has been different. I haven't experienced. So um, at the beginning, we lost someone in the community that, that we knew. I mean, straight from the bat. Um, I didn't know them like I didn't know them as in like we're friends, but they came to our shop often um, and they were another collective doing like healings like we were and we were supposed to do a hair ceremony with them at their shop and then and then uh, quarantine happened like the weekend of and so they canceled. And unfortunately, they passed away from COVID and so did um, uh, their other members so COVID hit like I knew people who passed away from it. Like my, my godmother, who is my auntie as well, Amatia, um, her father passed away. And then people from like the church we knew growing up. So it was like, it was like, boom, 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 boom. Like it was just like deaths within the first month. And I had a house fire Friday the 13th. So my house went on fire and then we went into quarantine. <laughs> And then, so for me, my life was like really grounding, dealing with racist, um, everyone. Like when the firefighters were talking to my white neighbors, I'm like, I'm the one who had the fire. Like, why are you talking to these white people? And the, and the, the landlord accused me of starting the fire intentionally. Um, and it was just like, uh, yeah, it was just, I went through, so my life was very grounding, but then I was blessed. We were able to buy a house. Um, we were able to purchase a house because of, you know, I, I you know, screw, screw the military, but because of my military benefits, I was able to buy this house. Mm-hmm. And it was because this house, um, again, my guides were looking out for me. The, when they didn't, um, when you add something, you, you're supposed to get it, whatever, permitted. They didn't permit it, so they couldn't appraise it for what it would have been worth. So we got it for the cheapest price in Logan Heights, a historically black and brown neighborhood. And, you know, gentrification is really something that I'm, you know, I like, it's like something that Brujitex was so like adamant about fighting for and like fighting, I mean, fighting against like gentrification. And unfortunately, like I tell people there was like 12% black folks 10 years ago and there's like six now. And it's like, that's huge difference you know and so you know being in the neighborhood where that's really happening because I was living in Sherman Heights where gentrification ready like it just blew the fuck up and so um and that the houses there was like 300,000 more than you know it's ridiculous it's it's stupid and but I was blessed to have you know be in this home and then um my father um dying of cancer both of my parents have cancer my mom has breast cancer my dad um, pancreatic and he died three days after my birthday. So my, my COVID experience has been very grounding in the human experience. 
which has been like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) like usually my life is so whimsical and so like, like look at all these magical little cool dreams I have. And they've been like, like, I feel like what it is to feel human this year. And I fucking Mm. hate it. (laughs) Wow. But I'm also blessed. I can see the blessings in them. Um, my magic is changing or I don't know what it's happening, but my magic seems to be on a different, like things are transitioning. Everything in my life, my hair is transitioning. My body, I mean, I'm, I'm 36 years old. So that's getting to that point where my body is physically transitioning. Like there's just all these things that I'm going through as a transition. And so it's so funny that when I t- when we talk about the pandemic, all my friends always laugh. They have to remind me like what I've been through because I forget, I leave half of the shit and they're like, you also had a fire. You also, like, you also lost your dad. I'm like, oh yeah. You also closed your shop. Like all of these things. So it's been very grounding. This has been the most grounding experience in my whole existence of what it is to be human. You know, so that that has been my thing. And but my magic, you know, it's it's and my magic and my abilities have been my most grounding for me. My most, but I think I use it as escapism. And I think my guides were like, you can't do that you know we're here but you use it as escapism and we don't want you doing that so i think that's the lesson i'm learning is yeah, not to yeah. use. that's a good one mm-hmm. and so i mean this is me been doing it for nine years you know and and you know meditating every day and and it's like that humbling like you know that that thing that they're like we're here we're not leaving but you also you're using us to escape and we don't want that so let's talk about let's talk about meditating a little bit. And I know you were speaking about your life being whimsical and being up here and things like that. I'm, I'm I have a life coach and I have a therapist right now. My life coach we're working on, you know, being intentional about my meditation so that I'm not up there all the time because I need to learn. I got things to do. I got to come down. I do need to sleep yeah. and things of that nature. So. <laughs> In regards of meditating, uh, what are some tools that you have found useful in your experience for allowing energy to come through and then also finding groundedness after, you know, being up here in this space? Because that can be stressful, leaving your house up here in this space, because like, for me, at least, where I'm at, it's like, Yeah, let me clarify that. I I will be I will say I've been blessed to be grounded in most of my experience. But I meant like whimsical, as in like I was always like numbers, all numbers, you know. Like I mean, don't get me wrong, my life, like I said, I in these past nine years have been insane, but not in like the human way. In other ways, you feel me? Like sure, like, yeah. Where this has been the most human, like my house fire and like my dad died and like mm-hmm. everyone I've known has died this year. You know what I'm saying? Where other experiences were like, I've spoke to the CIA and my friend is like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like that, yeah. that's not a grounded reality that everyone experiences or anything. You feel me? So it's like, yeah, my life hasn't sure. always been whimsical. There's other things that has happened. Sorry, man. So yeah. So grounding for me has been, um, I think cause I'm a triple fixed sign and my, my chart is an earth chart. Um, I grounding is, um, is pretty simple, but, um, it's mostly easier for me, but, um, but grounding, like actual earthing, like doing earthing, like going outside and being barefoot 35 to 45 minutes a day. If you can do that, I recommend that deep breath work, breathing in from the nose all the way down to the belly, to the little, like the root like your root chakra and all the way back up 
out your mouth, these are grounding exercises because breath is 70% of all your toxins come from that. So you have, you got to ground. So if you're shallow breathing, you're going to be up here. You're going to be ungrounded. Most of us are ungrounded, you know, because everyone's like, like tense, you know, we're, we're in a parasympathetic, you know, we're, we're, we're always on alert, you know, everyone's in this fight or flight mode, the capitalism has made that. And that was for survival mechanisms back in the day when we had, you know, lions and stuff coming after us, you know what I'm saying? But then some of us are having that because racism and and the violence of the state you feel me so you got you have people who are still experiencing that fear like as a black as a black person as a dark-skinned black person leaving your house is going to be scary so immediately your body the subconscious and your unconscious is going to immediately lock up you know what i'm saying and so you're going to be ungrounded you're not going to be aware when the messages are coming through and the guys are trying to tell you, hey, don't go down that street because there is a dumbass fucking cop there. You feel me? You feel me? So it's like these senses, these intuitions, the, the fight or flight, papi, que tu pasito. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and that's something that I've been doing for like, you know, since uh, since May, really, after my birthday, it's like conscious breathing. You know, I ha I've been blessed with work during this time where, you know, I haven't been hit hard by the circumstance financially or anything. Like, I've been busier, mm -hmm. actually. And, you know, I have one client, you know, in Studio City up in the mountains. And, like, I go out there to tend to the earth in the morning with bamboo and agave and my my um, client, you know, she's a mindful spiritual being as well. And this transition for me, a lot of stuff happened while I was working there. And uh, it was the day that, you know, I walked in and I knew what was going on and I just saw her differently. And she was like beaming. And I just told her, you know, what I saw in her and I just thanked her. We had a deep conversation about everything. And so I've been blessed that in the mornings, you know, I'm able to meditate, yes. journal, go to nature, take my feet off and really like in an organic way because we don't use any chemicals or anything, which is why I'm doing it by hand. You think, why not get a sprinkler system? Why not do this? She's all about the earth. And it's like, it's been a blessing. And that's been very grounding. And I've stopped listening to podcasts and audiobooks while I'm working in nature so that I can just be in nature and that has been that has been like changing my life yes. and it's easy to do now I used to distract myself with sounds when walking and like I turn everything off I want to be because mm -hmm. that's what that's what like you know ungrounds us too we're always yes. not present we're yes. never present we, we go on we go on we go on a hike and put on music because like you're on a hike this ground is vibrating <laughs> that you're walking on these sounds these trees turn off the music and be in nature. That's where we're gonna find our healing. And so that's that's really good to hear that from you about putting your feet and being barefoot because I'm grateful that I get to do that a lot. Yes, yeah. and hug a tree and literally mindfulness practice is what you can do when you feel out of, and if you have your five senses and if you don't have your five senses, you can still do it with all the senses you have and what senses you've developed, you know? So, um, so replace it. So what I'm about to tell you, we replace it if you don't have all your five senses. So five things you see and you don't, don't, you don't have to name them because that's when you get distracted. That's when you get out of that like ego thing. Don't name them. Just, just observe five things I see 
four things I feel. And literally feeling like the palpitation of my heart, the 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 wind on my skin, the the cushion under my my feet, or you know what I'm saying? Like you like, but you don't again, you don't mm. have to name them. It's the feeling. Uh three things I hear, mm. two things I smell, and one thing I taste. And that brings that will help you bring you back. And my mantra is always just be, just be. And I am, and the thing is, it's like, and, and be present because that's where magic happens the most. Because when you are mindful and when you are in that awareness and when you're, that's where you can get your messages. That's when you can hear the conversation at the coffee shop. When someone says something and you're like, wait, what? Huh? Like, <laughs> what's she talking about? I'm reading the same book too. You feel me? Like, you know, it's your guides telling you, take a left. Now, you know what I'm saying? You feel me? And it's like, and, and, and don't take it as punishment when something happens. Take it as this is this is what this is this was what meant to be. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like shortcuts and, and, and detours. You feel me? It's like my house fire. They told me I was going to have a house fire and I try to prevent it. But it was meant to be because the minute I forgot they shut me down. It happened. You feel me? And it's like, so there's some things that are just meant to be. It doesn't matter how mindful I am. There's going to be. So when something happens, don't beat yourself up. But I'm mindful and I meditate every day. First of all, you can't have expectations. In this work, please don't have expectations. Because when you get expectations, you will be disappointed. And then you're going to think, this doesn't work. Well, then now your ego has been trying to control something that's not supposed to happen that way. That's not the way it's meant to be. All because my experience is like this does not mean your experience is like this. Let me tell you, I took, I, I did ayahuasca and I did it from someone who, who most likely nine out of 10 comes from my relative, my, my relatives from the Arawak because Arawak come from the, or said to come from the Amazon, which makes sense because a lot of my family, all of us has an affinity to the Amazon, the rainforest. And he's Colombian and he travels with this medicine and he wears the same headrest that our people would wear everything. Anyways, he came with this medicine and I, and I participate in ayahuasca and everybody has this amazing experience and they see things and every, and mine was nothing, nothing. And I just sat there like, okay. And, he, and then he was like, have another dose. I'm like, okay. And I drank another one. And then, and then, and I was like, now I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> and and, wow. and I don't know what that was, but it's the same thing with Bufo. It just, you know what I'm saying? Like there was, it just had to be, but I would never tell anyone not to do ayahuasca. I would never tell anyone not to do psychotropic man. Who am I? All because it didn't do what the expectation is. Does that mean that's not someone else's medicine? You know, and that's my thing. I try to do a lot of meditations. I try to do a lot of classes just so I can learn what the medicine is out there because what may resonate what may not resonate with me will resonate with you. You know, like homeopathic medicine. It just, I mean, I've tried it on my dogs and it's actually helped, but for me, but I will never bash it. That's who, who am I to bash? What kind of cockiness is that? So it's like, really, you know, and I have told people to do BDSM to heal, like it's come up in their things. I'm like, BDSM may help you with your sexual traumas or blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? And literally I have gone to so many classes just trying to find out different medicines because all of us have different medicines. So we, as long as it's consent, as long as we're not harming, as long as we're not perpetuating like a cycle that's gonna be harmful, just do it. <laughs>
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and I've known people who were, did math and that's when their awakening came. Who am I to talk shit on them? <laughs> who am I to yeah. say anything? You know what I'm yeah. saying? So why? So it's about our healing is about the capacity we can hold for other people. Mm. So when I go through my stuff, it's how much space I'm going to hold for you in this healing. I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here. You know, I'm not, that's not my place. That's not my role. I'm no better than you. And the minute I think I am, the minute guides and higher guidance will, will humble the fuck out of me. So learning that duality, learning that balance. So sorry, did I go off? <laughs> no. no, no good. <laughs> We're all like, yeah. You, you hit a few things. I got, I got three things that, that have accumulated now. Uh, <laughs> one, so <laughs> breathing, the five, four, three, two, one, is, is that... I feel like that's also something I've seen to help people with anxiety. Yes. Uh, okay, okay. I was like, correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, but I was, that is- as soon as you said five things I see, I was like, wait, I think I know where this is going, but yes. let, me, let, me, let me hear the rest of it. Um, which is something that I, I, I don't suffer from anxiety, but quite a few of my friends do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, I, I remember um, one close friend in particular um, telling me about, about that step or those steps to, to help them uh, with their anxiety and their depression. And just like you were saying, being grounded um, and, and basing their now on what is real. What can they yeah. see, feel, hear? Um, yeah, I'm really engaging the senses. Um, so I was like, like Candace. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the second thing, I almost lost my fucking head when you, uh, <laughs> when you were talking about expectations and disappointment. And I have my, my two parts of this path on the, on this fork of this path. One, cause I was just telling somebody a, a week or so ago, um, we were talking about how someone was disappointed in them. And I was like, hold up right there. That that's no reason for you to hold on to shame or, you know, feel some type of way about because somebody being disappointed in you is about their expectation. You didn't do behave or, you know, live your life in a certain way that they expected you to do. Mm-hmm. And just, as long as you out here, you aren't out here self-harming, you're yes. living your life in a positive way, you get your coin, you know, you're you're sending and receiving love, mm-hmm. you're good. You gotta <laughs> let them let their fantasy fade away. Yeah. Let, let that yeah. go. Um, and then my question, which is not related to well, actually, it is related to something you said. You mentioned uh, you mentioned numbers, um, and I'm curious about how, if and how, numerology um, plays a factor into your practice, your work, yes. um, or what you do personally. Yeah, I love numbers. Numbers are so. And I, I pulled out a book for y'all. Oh my goodness, I pulled out a book to show y'all. We love books over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what did I do? I my I think my Virgo put it back. My Virgo yeah. Oh, so you're triple Virgo? No, no, no. I actually, I'm a, I'm a double moon. I'm a double Taurus Leo. So I'm a Leo rise, uh, Taurus rising Taurus moon. I'm a Virgo in Mercury and Venus. And so, but I feel the dominance of my Earth energies a lot. Um, but I'm a, I'm a. I'm a stellium of Sagittarius. So 
here, my selling of my Sagittarius just wants me wild, wants me to just like, you know, fucking just do whatever and not give a fuck. But then my Virgo was like, we need organization. We need you to settle the fuck down. And then my Taurus is always like, how can I better myself? How can I do better? How can I be and then my obsession with perfection? And then my Leo is just like, I'm a fraud. I'm not real because I'm a sun sign and we're not really our sun signs. It's us moving into our, stepping into that. So it's hard for me to be seen. I, everyone, everyone thinks that it's not very easy. I, I get anxieties, you know, every time I see those numbers go higher on our Instagram page, I, I'm like, okay, today's the day I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> like I need to, I need to step back. But this is this book, this um, numerology. It's a type of numerology, a, a cure uh, numerology. And this um, really opened my eyes to, I, I like the way this numerology is. Like there, there's, it was really, um, numerology, like uh, angel numbers plays a huge role in my life where like two, 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 like three, three, three is my number. Um, the number 33, three, my life path number is a three. Um, so numbers that are three, six, nine. And so, uh, so that plays a huge role. Um, but numerology, yes, I'm a life path. It's like, I'm a com creative community, like commutative, like creator and like, um, which is really interesting because my Virgo is in Mercury. So it's like a lot of communication and like, um, but it's like perfectionism is a hard thing for me. Like I'm always trying to struggle with that, but, um, but I do a lot with signs. So, um, so it's really interesting. Like when you get a birth chart reading done, which I highly recommend, that's when you really understand yourself because sun signs are playful and it's fun to say, but a lot of us are not our sun sign. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us are really, you know, the rising is what people see. The moon sign is how we identify and like feel, you know what I'm saying? The North node is what we're supposed to be coming into. So that's my Gemini. So that means me more creative communication and being out there. Writing has always been a thing in my life. And I always wanted to write a book and I'm actually working on an Oracle deck for my dad's um, art pieces. My dad did a lot of art pieces. So I'm making an Oracle deck from him and channeling that. Um, so yeah, so I do channeling. I'm a channeler, um, a medium, uh, meaning that I can tap in to whatever comes through, but I don't summon things. So I use a lot of things as, as tools and they're going to tell me to, oh, pick up these deck of cards. And, oh, you know, because when I use a deck of cards, I don't know how to read tarot. I don't know nothing about tarot, but something in this card may trigger something in that person to open up. You feel me? Because what it is, is I am trying to open up that person. So I, so they can feel safer to, to let go with me. And there's might be some tools or some things that are gonna let them. So if I speak of numerology or say something that, and that lights them up in their soul, like you feel me like I have to, I'm like a jack of all trades. And that's so hard for me because I wanna be master of one, <laughs> but that's not that. And I don't know if that transition is happening to me now that they do want me to start mastering one thing, but I have always been a jack of all trades my whole life. So I've always dabbled in numerology and have books and books about numerology, books and books about astrology, books and books, you know what I'm saying? And I, and I dabble and I read, so I know a little bit of each of everything, but I don't know everything. You know, I can tell you a little bit about Yoruba. I religion. relate. <laughs> I relate. I don't know. That might be the Taurus in your chart. I don't know. I don't know. Because we are always doing, we have to be multifaceted and doing multiple things. Yeah. Perfectionism is something that, I struggle with and I'm working with that's like a hard thing in this transition as well because yeah. I want to know I want to know but like the part of the surrendering is like 
stay in the course. And 41 is the number, is my number that keeps popping up over. Ooh, over, five. Over okay. Yeah, five. That's, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. been very powerful. And my guides have been very specific. I was doing a meditation like two weeks ago. And, uh, you know, I was being very specific with like, yo, let me know, let me know that 41, let me know. And let me tell you, the way that's been rolling through the past couple of months have been really, really crazy. But I'm like you, I kind of want to like zoom in. But right now where I'm at, it's all the information. So I'm studying something different yeah. every day. Yeah, no, that's great. And that's where I feel that's most important, like going in and going on. I, and I think because I've been doing this for coming on 10 years, I think now they're starting to be like, okay, like, I think that's where the transition is happening. And that's where I'm uncomfortable because my whole life, I've always been a master of none. And I like that because mastery of one thing requires a lot of sacrifice and dedication. And though I have sacrificed and dedicated the way I think I can, my Sagittarius Stellum thinks I'm doing, <laughs> but, but reality, they're like, no, this now, and I feel that. I feel, and that's why I think they're shutting down a lot of my gifts that I used to have and making, and, and, and the thing is, is I'm, I'm negotiating with them because I like that. I, I love being able to be like, you know what I'm saying? But I also wasn't as like, you know, where there's some abilities and some some people out there who have abilities that literally there's a person on camera, this uh, man, I forgot what country, Cambodia, he can literally start fire with his hands. And that's from mastery of literally meditating or Wim Hof, the breath worker, look at Wim Hof who picked up breath working techniques and teaching the world how to breath work because his wife died of postpartum depression. And he knew that breath was, and he, they call him Iceman and he can melt ice around him, like sitting in the snow, breathing naked and burn and melt the ice. And this comes from mastery. This comes from, so I wonder if that's where my guides are pulling me to now. And there's that resistance because it's like, no, I like I liked knowing and doing all these things. <laughs> yeah, and you know, you say you're thirty. You say you're thirty six. Oh, I'm thirty six years old. Yeah, I'm, I'm three yeah, thirty six as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And certain things happen over thirty five too into your forties as well that just mm -hmm. shifts and change. Just mm -hmm. you know, with the natural pattern of lives and life and things of that. And so, yeah, you know, there's gonna be some things coming up for you. <laughs> I mean, as long as it's not the Saturn return, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited to see how things go. So y'all, I, of course, as always, am incredibly grateful to have this discussion. Um, very, very eye-opening. Anhalana, of course, thank you so much for being here, for really giving us even more insight on like how things are working, where things could be going, all those things. And of course, you know, just showing us you like who you are and being here with all this excitement you know I love your energy like you're just Aww, I, love you. <laughs> I, like, I feel like I, I like want to like compliment you every time it's like the hair the smile the laugh whatever um because you really are just a vibrant being um even though you feel like you're not part of this earth <laughs> you you but it's you know what's here is very vibrant so I definitely appreciate it let our audience know um where it is that they can find you um because you do um you do work as well too right? yeah so um we want to make sure you get paid as well and, and, and oh. know how we how we can support you so let our audience know 
Yeah, um, so I, I'm with a collective with two other folks. Um, it's uh, Brujitex del Barrio. And um, so that's the Instagram page. And then I do sliding scale apothecaries and crystals. Uh, and then I provide donation-based energy work and um, herbal consultations. And then my only sliding scale is my trigger point and my gua sha, my fire cupping, because I feel like that's my secondary like work so it's like it's not it's like I love it but it's not like my passion where I feel like I'm supposed to like my gift to the world is my energy work and and holding space for people's healing so that's going to be donation based so that means literally if you can't afford it it doesn't matter you know there's some energy exchange if you did a little piece of beautiful art piece or whatever it's just a it's just an exchange of energy and why that's important is because it's helping you to get in that in that mindset of exchanging energy and changing what that is for you to bring abundance into your life, to bring, so you can start seeing what it is to, to, you know, oh, I have nothing. I have nothing to give. That's not true. You always have something to give mm-hmm. and, and we can, and, and getting out of this mindset of money, like, you know, um, and, and showing like the exchange of something to create that energy. So um, yeah, the energy exchange is important, but it's not like, you, you'll figure it out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Literally, it, it really could be an apple you grew or like, you know, a plant you grew. Like I've had people give me like cuttings and stuff. Like it's just, it's really about opening up what that means, you know, opening up and receiving. Cause when you do that, then you don't feel guilty for receiving what I'm doing, you know? That's beautiful. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. And of course, for our audience, um, we'll add that information, your Instagram page um, to the show notes. Um, y'all know what to do. Uh, follow us on IG at Living Millennial PC and on Facebook at Living Millennial Podcast. Um, this was beautiful. I'm uh, vibrating at the moment, so I got to go take care of that. <laughs> I got to go sit and communicate and uh, take care of that as well. Again, thank you so much. And of course, Mindy and Jamal, thank y'all so much for opening up and, um, and showing more vulnerability. Uh, I needed to say that. Uh, this, this has been living Oh,
ba, ba, ba. All right, friends, that's our show. Tune in next time. Hey, more to come. More, more, more to come. Be sure to subscribe to our show. Follow us on IG and tell us what you think.